podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Walsh, Mash two in the books. Final day kicks off tomorrow. What's up? Yeah, man. Good, good week. Bench boost came in with the Uzoho clean for us, so that was a good job by us. Yeah, that's really the only points we got off of bench boost, right? Yeah, I mean, we've been we're talking about it's like it's the bench boost is basically just does your backup goalkeeper get a clean sheet boost because there's no way that you're gonna hit on over ten. Like you have ten, you have like eleven. Returns out of thirteen players is so ridiculous because with the sub rules, you know, you're going right. to be able to rotate. So it's not just like who is in my lineup. Yeah, like it's not just put, putting the shit guys on your bench. It's like hitting all guys. Yeah. So I mean, if you get like two point full house of three guys on like your last three guys, I'll get two points. That's as good as you're going to hope for. Yeah. Jason and was then, asking me like why we bench boost, and I told him basically that two reasons: like our whole team's fit. And our backup goalie has a good fixture, and that—that's yeah. really it. Fit and nailed, which yeah, is like fit and nailed. That's that's a tough thing to do if you're not like on wild card. Basically, that's like yeah. a hard thing to hit. So, yeah. and if it really didn't go well, you could have just been like, "Well, I told Walsh not to do it, and he did it anyway." <laughs> so, fucking, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, Walsh just pushed it, and I said no. But alas, but no, dude. I mean, honestly, we're at 20, 20 yeah, twenty five k in the world right now. We were at 196k in the world after match day one, so you know I'll take it. Or, yeah, we went down a bunch today, but I guess so many of the people that play the game are British, so I'm sure Kane and British player ownership was really high. obviously Trips, the legend, getting trips clean the sheet, sub, the clean sheet banked such a sour note because England's defense has consistently been awful, but that's okay. What the um, feeling of banking a clean and then oh. the team losing the clean is just such like demonic satisfaction. Oh, it's just everything. Pure, it's, you, pure you feel joy. like you get away with everything in the world. It's yeah, fantastic. you just go, you just jump the subway <laughs> fucking thing and rob someone and take a little candy bar from the deli. It's your day. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately leads to shoplifting. Yeah, of course. Um, so anyway, so that wait, was the bench. Just- wait, let me shout out the league leader that we're since we're just talking about Kane and shit. I didn't shout out last week, but shout out to Chumsai, aka Lukaku, go go go, in first place in the FMLPL league. He played as Max Captain, which is perfect example of England people because he played as Max Captain and he had Kane, so he probably would have stuck someone earlier because he had other returns, but. He gets Kane's two pens and offsides deflection and thirty-two pointer, and now he's in first place. It's pretty pretty decent. That's how you do Max Captain. That's just yeah. how you do it. Yep. Well, I was just where do you want to go? I mean, do you want to try and go group to group and see like who has things left to play? I know I'm seeing a lot of wild card chatter. Do you want to address that? Where do you where do you want to kick off? Yeah, I mean, a lot. I'd say the majority of the questions from like our crew, but also just from like people on Slack, people on Twitter, et cetera, are just like 
what the fuck do we do this week on wildcard or not on wildcard? Because there's just so many rumors of rest and rotation and there's teams who may want to win their group or may not want to win their group. And it's just all very confusing. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it is helpful to go group to group and just see, like talk about like what we might expect in the, in the match where people own people. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think before that, I just, this week is going to be carnage team sheets. It's like equivalent to one day off between a double game week. You're like, I just hope my guys play. Or like international break and everyone's flying back from South America. Yeah. They get back on Friday and the game Saturday. It's like, I hope hope Tony Valencia makes back. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Monty had to take 10 different planes from Senegal to get to fucking. Yeah, I mean that said though, it's like you also have to think of the long. Like, there's no long term gain to wild card, and this week you really have to come ahead. It's a one week shot because you have a new another wild card after yeah, one you game. Automatically so, enforced wild card after after match day three. So yeah, so I, I last World Cup game, I I did really well last World Cup game. I think I finished like a hundredth or something in the world. But wow, what? I, yeah, you didn't. It was before I like, didn't play pod and everything. Yeah, you didn't play. I was just texting you about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I remember. I, it was I lived it I was through getting, you, but I didn't realize yeah. you finished like top one hundred. Yeah, it was crazy. I did really well, but I remember I did my wild card before the third game week. Yeah, and like I got like a little bit of extra points, but I really got punished by it because when the between sixteen and eight the games the teams cut in half, I just. I was just fixing band. I was like putting band aids over everything until the end, and I scraped by okay. But the flexibility I would have had to be able to like you know remove those players and also maybe have a bench because you only have five transfers would have been a lot better. So I still think like our team's okay. We're definitely gonna have some players absent from the team sheet, which is just gonna be kind of similar to most. But it still feels fine to me, you know, to do that. Yeah, I, I I still think it's best, even with all of the carnage incoming, especially because, I don't know, so much of the news is just, and so much of the news and so much of our pod and every everyone on Twitter is just pure speculation. Just like, I don't think this team will go for it, so the rumors are they'll rest this guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so hard to tell, so... I don't know. Then, we, ha- we have our yeah. guys, and thankfully a lot of them have something to play for, so we just got to roll with them, mo- most of them. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. I mean, like there are some players like Lukaku. It looks like he all but said he's not playing. Yeah, right? that seems definite. Yeah, yeah. And then you know we've, we've seen rumors like you know, with France, we don't know what they're going to do. And then Varela, I think, isn't going to probably play tomorrow. We'll yeah, get that lineup like that. thankfully. But you know, you, you if you limit yourself to the teams that have something to play for, like Portugal, for example, I don't want three Portugal players, but Spain. Yeah, Spain, that's good. You know, but even still, it's still risky because then you're just putting a lot of eggs in a couple baskets, and it's just a tough one because it's still tough to call those games. And you know, we have like our shitty midfielders like Ziach and fucking Cueva who can't score for their lives. At least they're like main men on bad teams who are just going to play for pride. Like they're not going to not play. Yeah, so, right. And they're just going to shoot at, at will and just try and. Score a goal for their country, you know, just something yeah. to go home with, you know. Yeah, but I mean, if you have two or three of your players absent from the starting eleven, like you'll still, you know, you could you could do okay. Yeah. So I think wild card's a little bit premature, unless if you're just like a mess. But yeah, really which is totally any- possible. I mean, like double Belgium, like double 
France and Uruguay up top or something. You know, it, it, there's there are teams that are just like. Ugh, like I yeah, I'm gonna have six guys, seven out. guys rested, yeah, something like yeah. that. But and then it's kind of your hands forced. But if you can avoid it, I think it's it's a good job. So, yeah, yeah. With that, so Group A, that's the Russia Uruguay group. So what do you think? Do you think they're gonna and they play each other? Do you think they're gonna do stuff? Yeah, I mean the the rumored Uruguay lineup is almost exactly what they've been playing every other match. Almost all first choice except. Jimenez may be rested, Varela may be rested, and like one of the midfielders may be rested. But Suarez and Cavani in, and mostly strong. And Russia announced that they're going to play their strongest 11. I mean, both teams want to win that group. They want to play who finishes second in the Spain group because it probably won't be Spain. And that's a big deal. So, you know, like the, <laughs> the loser, if there is a loser in that match, will play Spain most likely. So that's bad. I guess it would be a loser even if they draw, because that would be basically Uruguay losing. Yeah, Uruguay losing would be a draw. So yeah. you'd, I, no, I if, expect if Uruguay draw, to go for it, and I expect... What'd you say? I'm saying if they draw, it's equivalent to a Uruguay loss, because Russia yes. will go ahead with goal difference. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I think Uruguay will go for it, and I think Russia won't want to lose either. So I, yeah, I actually think it'll be two teams like trying to play a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uruguay high flying, two, two goals, goals, two zero games. conceded. Yeah, they look absolutely terrible going forward, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I still love them. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. the de- the defense is stout. I, the midfield, it's, it still was. They were a little bit better last game, but it still was a bit more of the same. Yeah, I mean, they were playing Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia would play a lot better, but. I mean, one goal. It's like, come on, guys. What's yeah. Up? What are we? What are we doing here? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Uruguay against an actual team in the knockouts. I'm not. I'm not counting Russia in that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Russia is still a team. I mean, you, you probably don't want to get any of their players if you're wild carding just because they play Uruguay. But we'll have to see when the prices change because they're one of the few teams that are advancing that have like some cheeky midfielders yeah. and some so. We'll see how what the price is, but that could be a place where we're going to talk a lot about. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to gonna like really boost up like Cherishev and Golovin to just like eight, five, and nine or something insane, yeah, and, and Zuba or something like that. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. see. But it is interesting. I mean, well, like you mentioned earlier, we're going to get these lineups out before the deadline for match day three. So if there's some scenic Suarez drops, like whatever, like. You can save your transfer up until the lineup comes out, then use it on, say, Suarez if he's dropped or something and, and fix that, which is better probably than speculating if Hazard will or will not play or something in the future. So I don't know. You yeah, I mean, definitely use that to your advantage. Yeah, and if you're like on the brink or you're iffy about wildcarding, because I'm assuming most people have some Uruguay players, like you could create your wildcard team and just don't push the button and then just see what if your Uruguay players like play, maybe that would tip you over the edge to not wild card. But like be prepared because then you, you have a time crunch if you know it's like an hour or so before the deadline. Yeah, that's a good point. If you if yeah. you're if you have like three of three from Uruguay and your one Russian guy are starting, then you might as well just fucking not wild card. Yeah, you could you already have four so- guys. Yeah. Salah might be an interesting little diff because they're gonna be going for a win and to go home with their heads held high and they get Saudi Arabia. That's someone to think about on wild card, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, and I, I mean, definitely, definitely a captaincy option too. I think there because you don't want to captain a Uruguay player because they can't score really. And then if you've got and you're you know, not Spain, capping Morocco, your rogue Russian guy against Uruguay, yeah, Spain Morocco. I, 
I don't know, Seattle, load of, uh, Morocco looks still pretty good to me. I, I mean, they're, they're not pushovers. I don't know. I feel like Spain is going to run the table on them. Yeah. I Spain think they're going to win. win. But That's, no, I, I think they'll win, but I don't think it's going to be like, oh, fuck, like it's England versus Tunisia. Yeah, but I still expect like a 3-0 or something you think like so? that. I don't yeah. know, but Nadia, like, he just has so many mistakes in them. And Morocco yeah. play so progressively, which is great for the viewer, but... Not necessarily great for their defense. I don't know. Yeah. So you'd rather go like dog than than Mo for cap? I think I would go dog. I think the potential just dominance there is there. Versus like the way Saudi Arabia played against Uruguay, like they might boss Egypt. Like I wouldn't even be surprised. Like Egypt's bad. Yeah, Egypt's (laughs) fucked really bad, unfortunately, for them. And they're there's People that live there, yeah. So, Group B is Spain, Portugal, Iran, all still alive. The thing that's been really pissing me off all week it's it's frustrating that we do this like the the fresh in our mind thing is like the last group, but I don't understand how people aren't talking about Pepe. I mean, I guess because it's just more of the same, but it's just the normal, normal expected Pepe thing, you but know. It's, that? it's still just like it shouldn't be like because he's done it so many times that it's not an ag. It's like it should still be like exploited of like what an absolute fucking shitbag this guy is. I mean, tapped once on the shoulder, tapped twice. He literally got shot in the head by a sniper rifle <laughs> and he fell down like he was an actual corpse. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, what are you? What are you doing? Like, what are you actually I, doing? How do people the, look at you? Where's the AR on that? Just for no, yeah, it's just like, just how do people teammates look at you? The all day. How do I just don't understand? Like, how do you? I don't understand. And no, it's no mention on any pods I listen to. Like, no one mentioned it. I have not seen it mentioned at all. And yeah. it was the most disgusting thing I've seen all group. This round, yeah, Lawless mentioned miles. it, which was nice and shit on him. And Lineker always shits on him, but it was not everyone. It was not like universal, like mocking. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. He's just such a scumbag. It's just like it's, it's awful. It's just truly awful. It's yeah. just, you're right though. It's because he always does it. It kind of makes people accept it. Whereas, that's, like, that's imagine the reaction if like some actual, you know, known current young player did that. Yeah, like Griezmann or something. Imagine like Sterling did that. Like, oh my god! England would just ship him off to whatever fucking island Napoleon got shipped off to before El- he died. Elba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal, dude. All yeah, right, I was, fucking um, hate Pepe. We're, I we're don't both know, huge I can't Iran fans, fans going into tomorrow. Oh, so I mean, I got that out of my system, but Group B. Well, so Portugal, I think, are like. If you're on wildcard or whatever, like I think full avoid uh, for attackers. I mean, like keeping a clean sheet is pretty reasonable expectation versus Iran, but Iran's defense is good. It's like actually good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I don't think I've seen a wildcard team without Ronaldo in it, but I mean, I hate that. Yeah, I, I hate. I, we're he's sitting there with like five thousand goals already. But yeah, I think agree. I just think Iran's defense, as we they've shown to be very like bussy and good at doing that. So I mean, Port, he scored. Yeah, he scored again last last week against Morocco. But he scored a tap in header again. Benatia, fuck up. What else is new? But. They, they didn't create anything. They, they, I don't know if they even shot after that. Like that was just complete dominance from Morocco and a complete bust from Portugal as we expected. Like Morocco was 
by far the better team. Yeah, if Portugal draws Iran, then they go through. So, like, there's no reason for me to expect them to not just be a, the worst thing ever, bus uh, just like they were last match and not create shit. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think you could probably squeak a Portugal defender in there okay, yeah. though. Yeah, that feels fine, but I, more than one, I don't know. Probably wouldn't go. And their midfield, they just don't score. It's like the same thing. Like when we're wild carding, if I'm wild carding it right now, say Uruguay had something to play for. I'm not spending 10 5 on Suarez. Like they create one chance a game, maybe. Yeah, they have zero piece. goals in open play, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you don't want players from those teams. Like we see Germany start clicking, we're seeing other teams click. Like those are the teams I want to spend eight plus on attackers on. Yeah, I mean, basically like Spain, Germany, Brazil. Maybe I'm missing one there. They all have something to play for, and they're all just a billion times better. Yeah, that's where I want to spend eight plus on attackers. Yeah. So, yeah, so Spain. I mean, Isco. He was like a little bit tentative, or maybe not tentative is the right word, but he just wasn't like shooting a ton in yeah, game two, like he was been, game one. But yeah, he's been so I good. Like he's standout player in pretty much every match. But yeah, for fantasy perspective, he actually really hasn't like. Done that much to be like, I'm, he's going to score a lot of points. I don't think. I mean, he hasn't had a return yet, has he? Did he get an assist in that first game or no? I don't think so. He hit the bar. Yeah, he did hit the bar. No, yeah, he has five points. He has nothing. Yeah, I mean, eight five. Like we, you know, Coutinho, Erickson, Like there are other midfielders who are returning. So he's a tough one, but. Uh, yeah, cost at nine seems like the most shoo-in-y guy if I were wild carding. He's definitely one of the short list if you're going to spend your transfer on striker. Just, I mean, we'll get to so Germany. Good, and I really do expect Spain to just continue dominating. They're, they're so fucking good. Yeah, they look good. The, I, I do prefer Royce, though, I think, if I'm, if I'm looking there, because I think Korea is like. Much worse. Much worse. Yeah. Not even in the same conversation. Yeah. So I think that's fair. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at some stats. David is averaging four shots per game and two point five key passes per game. Yeah, David's been what the fuck? I mean, he is always good for Spain, and his yeah. stats, like just in general, are usually good when he's given that like more forward role, That's kind the, of like he yeah, did for City. Pep, what Pep did with him, and he's yeah, just like he's, unlocked him. Yeah, I mean, sometimes in the past he's play, he's like forced to stay out of the box more, but when he has the freedom to get in there and stuff, he's good. But yeah, he's had a few chances that it's just like, ugh, like so close, or he shinned it, or yeah, so just may- missed, or maybe maybe you could differential him in there on wild card or something. I don't know, but Costa's the one scoring all the goals, so it's probably better. yeah. Costa Costa looks great. And then, yeah, I mean, Isco is three shots per game, which is nice, but zero point five key passes in the two matches per game, so it's not great. Yeah, not great. And then defense, I mean, the set-piece defending is still very worrying. They probably should have conceded last game. Yeah. Um, Morocco's just like, or um, fucking... Iran. Iran just fucking, or Iran, but you, you feel good probably going in with two defenders in this game, I think. Yeah, you should. You should Based on what Morocco's showing. Yeah, they could score one, but... And they're going to go know. all out to try and score them, but that doesn't mean they're ever going to be able to get on the ball. Like, if, if this goes according to plan, Spain are 80% possession and win 2 or 3 now. Yeah. I mean, Morocco scoring, just tries to play on the break and it's all snuffed out. Scoring actually zero goals so far is not too good, I don't think. So, yeah, it's not great. Maybe, it feels like they're going to get one, though. I'm just like, come on. Ziach. 
Sea <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so that's that group. So group C is one of the ones where like it matters Oof. the least, sort of. I mean yeah, like Yeah, go on. No, it's just tough. Like France could play some starters. They could kind of play a half and half because, you know, they'll probably want to win the group, but you know, they don't need a ton. Pro- you're, you'd think they don't need a ton to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, there there is a the draw rumored, does it for them too. There is a rumored France lineup on Twitter, and it's fucking yeah, it's a huge rotation. It's Mandanda at the back, Mandanda, Sidibe right back, Varane, Kimpembe, and Hernandez backline, Conte and Zanzi. Dembele, Greatsman, Lamar behind Giroud. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we saw the England League lineup and it was completely wrong. So it's just those things, you know, it's always a little like... Yeah, it's just... it's. But no, no, yeah. It's all we have, you know? Yeah, no, I I take your point. But, yeah, if you're wildcarding, I think it's an avoid. It's just there's there's not a lot of upside looking at this. Like, Denmark... They just play very pessimistically and negatively, just like France. So, I mean, you're not thinking there's going to be much scoring there. Yeah, and France just Aust- need to keep them at arm's length and they'll win the group. Yeah, and I mean, Australia. And then a draw for Denmark is good too, which is, you know, worth talking about. Like, Denmark's happy to go through, you know? Yeah, the Australia Peru game is interesting though, because Australia, I mean, they, they are so, they have so many bad players. It's funny, but they're. If they win, like by a few goals, which is possible, because Peru are just all sorts. I don't know what they're up to now. They they still have no goals. Like they just are probably completely mentally broken and shattered. Yeah. I mean, I could. It would be insane if, if it's like you yeah, know France could win and Australia. So France, just, let's just say they win one nil, and Australia wins one nil. Then Denmark and Australia are tied on points, tied on goal differential. What's the, what's next? I think next is goals, which would mean Australia would go through on goals four. Yeah. And I mean, either way, I, I don't think know. That, it's either goals and then head to head, or head to head then goals. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do not want to watch France and Denmark, and I definitely want to watch Australia improve because yeah, that's yeah. just going to be pure pure banter. It's, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a crazy game. I think so. That'll be cool. I hope. I feel like I like. You need to get those yellow jerseys in there one time. Yeah, maybe this is their big their big home kit. It would Sesh. be so good to see Australia just get out of there. It would be so fucking good. Dude, in Denmark. <laughs> Flounder. <laughs> it's, just like, it's basically just nutmegging Denmark. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, there's not much there for fantasy, honestly. No. Um, group D is all up in the fucking air. Yeah, so, I mean, no one has Croatia players because they were too expensive. The game began. I guess some people, maybe I saw, you know, like defense, but... Nigeria, Iceland, Argentina is just like, what do you do? I don't, know. I don't know what to do. I, all the rumors are saying that Argentinian players picked the 11 and Sampali is just completely fucked off to hell. So no one knows what the lineup's <laughs> going to be or what's going to happen. But I feel like they're going to play kind of well because they're just friends and they're just going to be like, okay, yeah, this is our lineup. This is how we play. But Nigeria is not bad. Nigeria really showed a lot last game. Yeah, they, I mean, they were, they were good. really complete performance. They really controlled the game. They were really impressive. I was very, very impressed by yeah, them. Exactly. I mean, Ahmed Musa, even a broken clock's right twice a day, Ahmed Musa, like, <laughs> he is bad so much. And then all of a sudden, he just pulls this out of his ass and he looks like one of the best players on the fucking planet. Yeah, it's the kit, dude. It's the magic it's of the, the kit. kit. 
Yeah, but Nigeria, very, very solid team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised that they get a result against Argentina the way Argentina looked. But Sampal is just like the players are probably like, "Where is he?" They're like, "Oh, he's just been drunk for the last thirty six hours. Like, we don't know where he is." Yeah, that little pit bull psycho. I don't know what the fuck that guy's about, but I like him. But man, his life is hell right now. But yeah, yeah so I mean, Iceland are fucked, and Croatia are probably just gonna rest a lot of guys and play for a draw and they just easy coast to the group win. But I don't like, you're not getting any players from Nigeria or Argentina, right? I mean, I've been seeing people putting Messi in and I'm just like, what, what are you up to there? He's 12 and they're awful and he's just bad for the team. Would you rather have Messi in your team or Ronaldo though? Ronaldo. Wow. Really? Okay. I mean, he's at least like the individual, like tip of the spear. Like Messi's gets marked by three players all the time, and he's picking the ball up out of the box, and like he's just can't even get shots off. Yeah, I just feel the, like the, the lineup change type of like manager bounce, if you will, is the type of thing where it's just like Kuhn, Higuain, and Messi all just like free flowing, like. Messi gonna try and score a hat trick or something like that. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just too too enamored by their attacking yeah. talents and their midfield is still absolute trash. But I don't know. Yeah, that is optimistic. Actually, though, on second thought, though, now Argentina play for captaincy. It's a very bad day. I mean, between because it's France is the other big team that plays with them, and I mean France are fucking terrible. So. Maybe maybe Messi's better because you can always go Spain cap and then I mean there's really not wait oh they play that same day I didn't realize yeah. that yeah, yeah so there's Captain's really no day. captain that day yes I mean yeah it's pretty tough yeah. I mean who who are you even capping no one on France is even like safe to start I feel like who are we capping we have do we only have Cueva of all those I mean, teams right now Cueva is a fucking legend dude. <laughs> No, we have Meza, who's fucking probably won't even start. I guess you kept Jedinak. (laughs) (laughs) We spring Jedinak in and hope for like three pens. Three pens, yeah. The Kane special, two pens and a deflection. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I I don't know. I don't think there's like an easy pick there between Ronaldo and Messi because both have their issues, but I I would probably probably go Messi for captaincy now. I'm just completely flip-flopping. Yeah, yeah. That is a really, really shitty day for Cap. Yeah, you could also just get like Aguero. Yeah, that see, like so Nate is transferring out Cavani, I think, because the rest of his team is fine. He was saying, and he was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll just get Kuhn. And I was like, "But he's not even nailed. No one is nailed except Messi. That's actually like the truth." That's true. I mean, they could easily just like throw Iguain up top or Dybala, yeah. whoever Messi feels like playing with, since he's or fucking Pavon. Like it doesn't matter. Like it was no, Messi's birthday true. today. He's picking names out of a hat for all we know. Like, <laughs> Mascherano and goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <you> Maradona, <laughs> like, Di Maria. Nope. Like you go play center back. It's like yeah, I don't know. No fucks um, are given. Cueva, dude, we're gonna be on Captain Cueva that day. That's gonna be pretty bad. Hopefully, it doesn't take a pen. Oh, I hope he's off pens. That would be so good for us. What about Siggy's pen? <laughs> it was huge for us. <laughs> Holy shit, was that huge for us oh with that fucking God. Uzo, huh? Amazing. Yeah, pens have been penny. Like Everyone just needs to watch Sir Kane of Harold just oh slot high, side netting. Did you see that photo that Jesse posted in Slack of the oh still image of Kane's pen? 
Yeah, I mean the back of the net bulging and the fucking the goalie looks like, like a little like Lego. He's just like so yeah. small and far away, and the ball's already in the corner of the back. Yeah, it's so it's, sick. Yeah, it's good. Um, good anything pen. else there? I mean, it's basically what are we basically saying? Just avoid group avoid D it's a anyone who plays on Tuesday. I think, except maybe Messi. But you need someone for captain. I mean, you don't. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> have have guys every other day, and you'll probably be fine. Okay. Maybe this is um, the week where you're actually supposed to play Max Captain because it's just full shit show, and no one even knows who's <laughs> gonna play ever. And it's just like, hopefully, one of my guys scores two goals. That's that's the best you could possibly hope for. That's actually honestly not a bad. It's not bad, shout. right? In no, a shit show week. We don't know. But the one thing is, though, you do get lineups for half of the games every day. For cap, you mean? Yeah. That's true. You get two games of lineups before you have to set your captain of the day. So everyone needs to be taking advantage of that. I'll try my best to, like, retweet the lineups and stuff every morning. But that'll, yeah, that'll make it a little easier for caps, I guess. But still, I don't know. What are France up to? They're just deschamping their way to the title. <laughs> so sad to watch them play. It's it's just the sad thing of life when they take what did they take like two shots in the second half that game? Yeah, I mean they I don't think they had one actually. Jeez. In the second I mean, half. They got just Deschamps. Give me just... give me Machomp over Deschamp all day. The Pokemon? Yes. Okay. Uh, group E. So Group E is one of the spicy ones. Yeah, Group absolutely E. I shout at Brazil. Like they have everything to play for. They absolutely want to win their group, and they're playing Serbia, whose defense is trash. That's good. Brazil's good. I, I Switzerland. I have never seen Switzerland play like that ever. That was the best thing ever. That was like, oh, that game is so fucking awesome. Yeah, like Shakiri's eight five, but he would probably be in my team if if you're wild carding. It's just they play Costa Rica, who are awful. He takes shots from outside the box for fun. Costa Rica will probably be parked because that's all they know how to do, and they are going to be playing for three points so hard. I, I mean, mean Nate and I have just been calling anyone who's good at in just one specific moment of life and average outside of that one moment, they're the Shakiri of that thing we've been saying. Cause that's yeah. Shaq in international tournaments. He's just turns into absolute unstoppable world-class talent. And we've seen that for back to back, like euros and last world cup. It's just yeah. like, he's the, he's just the God. And in, in yeah, I mean, last euros. And I think I, had him in my World Cup team. I was just like salivating to have him because he's just when he was like a new and younger and shit. And now like, that he's yeah, kind of I'm like still on Bayern and like blah blah blah. Yeah, now we've just been so desensitized to him being on Stoke for so long, <laughs> and we forget like, he really is so good for Switzerland. He plays so well for them. Like when he yeah. tries for ninety complete minutes, which he never does for Stoke because Stoke, and he's like fuck. Yeah, he's so good. So yeah, he'd be cool. I th- I think you probably triple Switzerland feels incredible to me because Costa Rica looked very bad. Yeah, especially like you go Shaq goalie and fucking what's his name? Um, Ricardo Rod. Really good. Rick Rod five five or maybe you go Rick Rod. Nakanji is only four or five. He's, he's been a, he's, he's four been or five. 
Yeah, he, he's probably our Varela swap. Oh, if we, we missed if that. We oh my god, yeah, Conte no, we didn't is miss fantastic. that. We just we didn't miss. I mean, they have zero clean sheets. Like they, okay, their yeah, group was right. fucking you're awful. Right. Like they, yeah, but right. they they play Costa Rica now, so now is when you want them. Yeah, Kanji is legit and really good. So yeah, Serbia is on three. Switzerland and Brazil are both on four, which means Serbia pretty much has to win because they have to beat Brazil because a draw. Puts them automatically out, um, like automatically behind Brazil, and they'd be level on points with Switzerland, still behind in goal differential. So unless they would need Costa Rica to beat Switzerland by like two goals, and then a draw would get them through. So that's just not realistic. No, I mean this is there is a very serious chance that Brazil gets knocked out of the World Cup this game. I I don't think there's any chance, honestly. Like. You really, I, I don't think it's that insane to think that Serbia can beat them. I mean, and obviously any match, like anyone could beat anyone. I like Serbia. I like a lot of their attacking players, but we haven't seen Brazil versus not an insanely parked bus yet. You know, it's just Switzerland and Costa Rica, and that's all they did. If Serbia has to win and comes out and is attacking them, and it's just those, that front four running at like Ivanovic and et cetera, it's, I think it just might be a crooked score. Like, I think Brazil is going to score a lot of goals. I, I think Serbia, like, they're not that naive. And I, the way that they were playing on the counter against Switzerland was really impressive. And I mean, they were getting completely, they gave Switzerland the ball the whole game, basically, or second half. And they were coming in counters out of nowhere and getting some half chances, some good chances on counters. Yeah. Like, they have Matic and Milivojevic in the middle. Like that's as good of a pair of DMs as in the entire tournament. I mean, I just think it's like it's pretty insane to think that it's like Brazil is like okay, like you must win this game or you're knocked out of the World Cup. Like a draw, you're you're you. I guess they're good. No, the draw, draw they're through. Yeah, draw they're through. But like you know, it's not uh, Serbia's good. Like no, it's, they are good. They've shown so, a lot and they've been exciting. I just think. I don't know. I think they're just in a really, really, really bad position in the, in the sense that they have to win. Like if they yeah. could play more on the counter, I'd be like, okay, like this is real. But having to just come out of their shell and go at Brazil, I think is really bad for them. Okay, and Brazil sitting back and playing on the counter is just ludicrous. Yeah. Like because like I don't I don't think Serbia's going to come out until like minute sixty or sixty five. Okay. Like I feel like they're gonna try and just shut it yeah. down and like really play out very strictly on the counter in the beginning and like if it's still nil nil or something then that's when they might have to do but yeah that that's we'll what see. that's gonna be an incredible game. That would be logical. I'm just afraid of trusting logic in international tournaments as you saw with like Tunisia and Panama that like <laughs> some of these managers are just ass and don't yeah. know what the fuck is going on. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, Brazil's definitely going to play a first-choice team, so that's easy for fantasy pickings. Yeah. probably I probably wouldn't go with Defender if I was all occurring, just because, like you're saying, Serbia gets nothing if they don't win. So it's hard for me to think that the clean sheet's going to hold there. It definitely could. I mean, they still have good players in defense, but I wouldn't you could spend You can spend money elsewhere on defense. Yeah, you like, can, you can yeah. spend money elsewhere, yeah. Um, but yeah, that game's going to just be, it's gonna be so good. Uh, that's about it for you. What about F? So F is the Germany group. What are, what are we doing here? So Germany, I think, of all the teams that are 100% playing a first team and have to win, this is the best team versus the worst team. I agree. Like the biggest golf in talent is Germany, South Korea. Germany who, yeah, of course they like barely, barely beat Sweden, but they kind of got going a little bit. I think they created a lot. And, and Not kind of. I mean, that second half was yeah. 
yeah. like insanity. They but, should have probably scored six goals. Yeah, but they didn't. But they got going. And if they play like that and maybe Werner's back out wide and Gomez is in or, or you know, whatever they have to do. Yeah, I mean, this. if any game is going to be a lot to nil, it's probably this. Yeah, I agree. I, I, first half, Germany were just like, what are you guys doing? And yeah. then it's Werner really out wide little, is the key. Yeah, it's a little silly that Draxler keeps playing. I mean, it's just so, he's so surplus to requirement for yeah. what they have. And he's yeah. the worst version of three other players that do the same things. It's like, yeah. you know, so anyway, I mean, hopefully that fixes itself. I mean, him and I was thinking about like Drax and I was just like, to me, and I don't watch him regularly at all. I only, pretty much I only watch him when people like tweet an insane bit of skill or goal that he scores or, or they talk about it on a pod or something, but. That he's just such a vine merchant. If we're, if anyone's a vine merchant, to me, it's just Drax. Cause it's just like, whenever I actually watch him, he's fucking garbage. Like, yeah, he has a good touch and he's skillful and blah, 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 but he's just like a waste of space. And then you like see later on Twitter, it's like, oh my God, it's like, look at this fucking Travella goal from 30 yards out, Drax or PSG against Wren. It's like, <laughs> fuck off, Drax. Like, I don't know, dude. I just don't believe in him at all. I watch that I, game and I'm like, where's Sané? You know? I'm just like, oh, God. Sané's, if, if Sané was out wide doing what Werner did in the second half, like, fucking, there, you can't tell me that's not a better, better 11. I mean, I actually like Draxler in general, but when he plays for Germany, it's just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think the South Korea golf is just, South Korea is very bad. They, they're a very and bad they, team. And they played pretty well against Mexico, I thought. They like actually created some stuff and they still got like fucking done. Yeah, they just seem like, like I feel like that was like the their shop. peak level of yeah, play. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they're just they're just all over the shop. They just don't have good players. Like yeah, they, they just have a bunch of bad players. Yeah, they just put in heavy fouls and they're just bad. I, I feel like Germany. It's it's time. Um, obviously, extremely sad and upset to see Mezut dropped. Uh, I thought that was a ridiculous decision, and he was exactly what they were missing. In my opinion, yeah, he really was. Half. It was so funny to watch was, and just funny. be like, "Wow, you could really use a fucking number ten who could pick a pass." Yeah, yeah. it's just whatever. But yeah, I mean, going in on heavy Germany feels like that's the play. Um, again, I, I think Roy, Royce is just. Royce he's is the so, value pick by far. He's I think. so good. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. He's just he does. He has everything in his locker. He's so good, except for health. Except for health. Yeah, but he only, he has it he in only his played in like moment. eleven games this season. He still scored seven goals. Like whenever he's he like, plays, he scores. He's like if you like leave like an apple in your locker, and then it's like fine. You're fine for like a week, and then it like smells a little. You're like, oh, what's that? And then it's like it's a rotten thing and it's like oh he's dead again and then he's out for like you know yeah i mean he will not last this tournament that would be shocking but (laughs) for this week he's incredible big 8-0 is just unreal yeah it's pretty decent and then i mean mexico look good but i mean you're not targeting their players well wait who are the is that the only german attacker that you would really consider we just said they're probably gonna like 5-0 I'm still nervous about Werner Me too. playing for some reason. Me too. Like, I mean, Gomez played very Not well. Not for some compa- reason. That was the turning point in the game was Werner going out wide and Gomez going on central striker. Yeah. And as we know, they have plenty of options out wide. Uh, Cruz is still way too expensive for me at nine is not an option. Mueller, as we shouted before the World Cup, has done absolutely nothing. He has three fantasy points through two games. 
Um, the only thing Mueller has is he's probably on pens. Pens, yeah. But and nine like five, Korea's like, defenders are just out of control, like no idea what's happening. And you could definitely see some pens. I will be betting that there'll be pens in this game. Yeah, that's fair. But nine five, he's I'm not paying that. Yeah, for him. you don't want to rely on that. I would a million percent want Ozil, but I mean, if he's not playing, then I don't want him. So yeah, and that's, Mueller, that's, Mueller's averaging one shot per game. Three and a half key passes good. per game. One shot, not good. That's not so, I mean, if I were if I were wildcarding, I would just go double D and and Royce. I, I would probably go with. I mean, Kimmich is just. How does Kimmich have no points? points? I don't know. It's upsetting. It's really upsetting because he looks incredible. He's like one of the best players on the pitch for them both games, and and he has identical those stats that I just read off. Kimmich has identical stats to Mueller. One yeah, shot per I mean, game, three and a half key passes per game. That's psychotic. But I, the clean sheet hopefully comes. Yeah. They just keep having their fucking CBs up there all, all by their loans. Yeah, I mean, the Toyman finish was ridiculous. Yeah, was, I mean, that was, was an amazing. absolute worldy, ridiculous goal. But you got to feel like Korea's like enough. They'll keep finally keep a clean sheet. So that's where I would go. I would just go Royce and double D. I don't know. Son will probably score a worldy and fuck us over, man. Yeah, whatever. Would you want Mueller just because he's on pens and nails? No, I, I mean, if I was going there, I'd, I'd still probably just go Cruz over Mueller because at least he shoots, I don't know, over five times a game. He's um, on set pieces. And on set pieces. So, like, if it is a 5 nil, 6 nil, which I honestly think is possible, then you'd expect Cruz to at least, like, double return in that probably. But nine for him doesn't feel good. At the same time, on wild card, like we were just saying, there's there's so few teams that are – they're nailed, going to play their strongest 11 and go for the for a big win. Like, goal differential matters, too, for Germany. That it's just, and they're playing South Korea. It's just like, ah, it's just such a good situation. Of course, it's going to, like, fall flat like everything in FPL and FWC yeah. does. But, I don't know, it feels so good. 2-1 with, like, Rudiger goal and... <laughs> yeah. um, and- Goal, own goal, getting on the team, on the clean, on the team. Yeah. What am I saying? I'm fucking. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, what's next? We got G. Oh, yeah. This group's just what's fucking done. Done. So the funny thing about this group, and I'm sure I haven't like we we they we started this pod right when the games ended, pretty much. So I haven't like listened to any pods or read anything or any, whatever. But so England, Belgium are tied on points, tied on goal differential, tied on goals scored. If they draw, they're also tied on head to head. Do you know what the next tiebreaker is? Fa- fair play, many, like fair play. <laughs> Yellow cards. Oh, so there great. is a chance. So the the group F group will be decided the day before England and Belgium play. So they'll know they'll know who they if they okay. want to finish first yeah. or second in the group. There's a chance that these teams just put out all their second stringers and are like, "Go get yellow cards." <laughs> <laughs> it's so, just the violence derby. So basically, it's like depending on where Germany falls. So basically, we want if we want that game to be like competitive, we want Germany to finish top second. No top top. top. Yeah, so you want, want them to finish to top because second place in Group G plays first place. Mexico, oh no, sorry, that's okay. that's wrong. It it matters for the quarterfinals. So you because they they play H right? Next. They play H. But it, the next round, okay. it's either they're going to be playing... If Germany finishes second and Brazil finishes first, 
then the quarterfinals game would be the winner of Germany and Brazil, which is bad. <laughs> but if Germany finished top, then the quarterfinal game will be the winner between Brazil and whoever finishes second in Group F. I mean, what are we talking? Like, every fucking team in the quarterfinals is really good. Like, do the manager's really going to be I, like, hey, guys, like, go get yellow cards? Yeah, so, like, no, maybe in three so. games? I like, think they're just going to be rested lineups, and it's going to be just, like, a shit, meaningless, boring game. Yeah, that's what I see. And Southgate's I mean, going to care a lot about it, I think. Yes, Southgate cares about everything. He injures himself when he jogs, so yeah. he's a hard-o <laughs> and a serious person. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think that game's going to be shit. The team sheets are going to be who the fuck knows what. I mean, Jamie Vardy in? Yeah, probably Vardy in, probably Rashford in, probably Trent in, probably Danny Rose. It's going to be a disaster. Dyer, Gaz. like all their... Gaz. Yeah. Yeah, Gaz, for sure. And Belgium... Roberto Martin has already said, like, he name-dropped, like, Rom, Hazard. Did he? I don't know if he Mertens, said Mertens. He said Mertens. And Kev. He like, he basically Mertens. named all of their star players and was like, yeah, like, we'll have to see. They might need rest. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, that, that's a full avoid, I think. Yeah, this, this group's an absolute crisis nightmare. You don't want anything here, but... What do you make? I mean, England came in t- today, and, and just, or yes, was that today or yes? Today, today those today. today. And they just went ham on Panama. It was just <laughs> like ridiculous. Like, yeah. It was really ridiculous performance. Was, I mean, is it is yeah. it coming home, as the lads on Slack keep saying? It might be coming home. Could, I mean, I still am so scared about Harry Maguire. Like, he could easily cost them the World Cup. He yeah. is so bad. But I think that about a lot of individual England players. I think Stones could do that. I think Pickford Stones, could do that. Dude, Stones of the Brace? The Stones. Did you see the shit where the <laughs> lady, the like Manchester City fan, tweeted, if Stones scores today, I'm going to get a tattoo of him on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, and then they were like, I'll pay for it or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Kyle Walker retweeted it and was like, I'll pay for it. Yeah, well, he scored two, so you need to get two tattoos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two headed Stones monster. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I like England. I like Southgate. I like how they look. I like how they set up. I'm, I feel pretty good about England. Like I'm yeah. pretty psyched for them. Yeah, they look they look good. I mean, and drawing exciting. Panama exciting. and Tunisia is just an absolute masterstroke from Southgate. So yes, good job by Southgate. Good, by, good job by the England FA to bribe whoever need, whose ever hand needed yes. to be greased. That's good job by them. And then honestly, I mean, that the might ultimate- have been Big Sam. Like just behind the scenes, they kept Big Sam on the books, and we're just like, we need one last dirty job from you. Big Sam's like, like, here's like, we'll pay you in Big Macs. Yeah, behind the. I'm gonna get you out of the group. You can fire me, but I'm definitely gonna be watching all the games at a pub with no pints and Big Macs. (laughs) Just Big Macs. Just Big Macs. Just pay me in Big Macs. Legend. So happy. Um, Belgium. So the main thing to me with these two teams is just like the defenses are so bad. And yeah, I just can't just imagine. Bad. I can't imagine that they beat like a Brazil or any of those teams when they have like really legitimate good DMs and they have like good defensive players and they have like good goalkeepers. The, thi- the only which- thing in England's defense, uh, like regarding all of that, is I do think when they play against a good team, they'll play a lot deeper and on the counter. Yeah, a lot you know, more, it'll a be lot like different. a proper back five. It's not they don't have Yannick fucking Carrasco and like you know yeah. like so that might. Be good, but yeah, I mean they're playing Group H in the knockout, so I favor like I don't know, maybe maybe not Colombia, but I was gonna say I favor England, Belgium versus all those teams, but I don't know. Colombia is pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean it's the, it's the best group you want to be facing out of yes. round one, so. and that's the, that's also to the point of like the quarterfinals argument of winning or not winning the group. Is that like do you care who you play from Group H? I'm not sure. No, no. no. I mean, Columbia's I think like Colombia is definitely better. the best. They showed what they can do today. Okay, so let's go over. Yeah, I mean, Colombia. I only watched the last ten minutes of the game. I had to go out, but tell, what what went on there? I mean, it looked like Poland just was more of the I same. Mean, Poland is. Honestly, one of the worst teams in the world, or in the World Cup, rather. USA is easily worse, I shouldn't say the world. But they're just atrocious. They're bad at passing, they're bad at defending. And it was an interesting thing I was talking about with with Derek Guest and Nate at the bars. Like, If you're a team full of average to bad players, but you have one star, what position do you want your star player to play to get the best chance of winning? Central midfield. I think it's a number 10, like yeah, attacking Cam. midfielder who has goals yeah. in it. Or yeah, Cam or box of box. Right? Because yeah. you of you watch so. this Poland team sort of similar to watching like Son up top trying to do everything on his own for Korea. And it's just like, yeah, Lua had some good shots. He had some like good moments and stuff. But he's just double teamed all day by like, you know, good, good center backs. He's getting tackled. They're clogging all the passing lanes to Lua. He just can't do anything. And they're just without him. He's legitimately their only good player. Like everyone else is complete shit, and they're just complete dog shit. Versus Colombia, just kind of looked like 2014 Colombia to me with yeah, Falcao. I mean, with Falcao, just something like yeah. I mean, because the games are today. But first of all, hold my hands up. I mean, shoot me in the head like Pepe. I mean, tap me on the shoulder, <laughs> I'll fall down. <laughs> I was really big on Poland coming into the tournament, and I could not have been more. It was by far my worst call so far. So please tweet and tell me how stupid I am. We'll appreciate to see that from the listeners. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, with Poland, what I saw was, I mean, I saw good performances in the in the um, qualifying. Qualifying. They were amazing. They were amazing. I mean, they were like their midfield, like players on paper, like the names. I was like, okay, like they've got like good guys still. Like they were pretty decent Euros. I'm like, all right, like they've got Lou up there, and he he does a job, so everything's good. Like the group's kind of a mixed bag, and it's just. The performances, like you say, have been ridiculous. I mean, every single player on the individually has been pretty bad for Poland, including like the goalkeeper, where player positions you don't even expect to have problems. Yeah. They're just a complete destruction. The, the ultimate fucking joke of, of the whole tournament for Poland is Glick. Yeah, missing Glick is big. But it, the thing, it, it would not matter at all. I mean, but the just way that they played. Injuring yourself on an attempted bicycle kick before the World Cup is bad. Like, yeah, it's it, bad, uh, but I mean, bad. at least he's not like Brandon Morrow, like injuring himself, putting his pants on. Like, yeah. at least he was like <laughs> playing the sport. Like, at training yeah, with those things yeah, happen, no, you I can know, excuse but, it. Yeah, Poland but are something, fucking trash. Yeah, but something else that's standing out, like you're talking about Lewandowski, is like, and like maybe this could be a something for us to think about moving forward when we figure out who, which heavy hitters we want. Like, Mane, he's the best player on the team by also miles and miles. I mean, they have a better squad, no question, but. He's got the pace, and you see him doing bits all over the pitch. Like box he's coming back, cracking everywhere. back. He's box the box. He's fucking going everywhere, and he's getting on the ball a lot. You saw Lewandowski today, like, he, and and last game to an extent. Like he's coming deeper than I've ever seen him coming for Bayern. I mean, he's usually holding up kind of like edge of the final third type things, or like maybe like a little bit closer to the halfway on. Like, but he was coming really deep, like because he can't get the ball. If he's playing number nine position for Poland with this fucking awful midfield that they have, he doesn't touch the ball like you say. So, yeah, I mean, thinking about like getting the main man on teams that aren't as good, like very big red flag for us moving forward. I think with these international games is 
players like Lewandowski, like, yes, his best number nine, but like if the support's not there, same with like Messi. I mean, the midfield is atrocious. We're seeing it with Suarez and Cavani to an extent. I mean, a little bit less because they've created a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, at least Suarez there's is, two of them. Yeah. But they, they have no goals in open play. I mean, they, they're not creating right, fucking exactly. shit. They look terrible. They look, ab- they've looked absolutely terrible going forward. So. These great strikers are great, but I mean, without the midfield support, it's just a little bit, it's a little bit sketch. So that's an interesting point. Good yeah, it is. It is a very interesting like positional thing because I, in in the back of my head, I would always say like goals are the most important, like having the number nine, like before like really focusing on it this tournament. But it's just it's just so obvious that if you don't have service, having a world class, maybe best number nine in the world is just just doesn't really do you anything. That said, he yeah. might just. Boss Japan and to create two goals for himself, but they're yeah. already knocked out of the tournament, yeah. so they can fuck so themselves. Fuck. <laughs> but I mean, it's also like Hamas, like he's yeah. having. A, I mean, he only played one really one game, but like he plays in the middle part. You see the influence he has on the game. He just takes scruff, takes scruff. It looks like Ericsson and Coutinho. Like these players are playing in midfield, like they're getting points. That's pretty genius. They're pretty good. Players. Yeah. So Colombia, they were they were just. Like my Colombia preview in the pre World Cup pods was came to life today. Thanks a lot to Poland just being complete garbage, but they were just 2014 Colombia with with Alcao. Like he also think, he added in a nice finish of his own. Cuadrado was good. Hamas yeah. was really good. Quintero, dude, is like yeah, he's real. He's real. He's so fucking good. But Cuadrado was like. Man of the match, and Falcao had his nice finish, and Yerry Mina getting in there. It's just Hamas two assists. Like it was just a festival. It was just yeah. I, th- I, I think fell also, back in love with the team that everyone fell in love with in 2014. Yeah, it's pretty good also to play with 11 men for 90 minutes. Oh my god, it's amazing. I think that makes a difference. So that <laughs> yeah. was pretty. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, Japan yeah, Columbia, got so fucking lucky. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> like Japan um, are pretty good. Like they played well today, and they're pretty good. But like, God, they are so lucky to have four points. They're good. Japan definitely the big surprise team from me. For me personally, because they were someone I thought were just going to be dead in the water. I thought they were going to come like dead last in this group easily before the World Cup started. They played two great games. I mean, even though Colombia were down to ten men, Colombia outclasses them almost everywhere on the pitch. So. I mean, they still won the game. I mean, it could have been a draw. Yeah, I mean, no, Japan they is, did well to win, yeah. but they're lucky about that. Yeah, they're lucky. I mean, Senegal today, I mean, I do think Japan was, they were good. I mean, they yeah, played, so they were, get it was see, very evenly matched. I didn't get to see most of that match. So what was your review? What was your takeaway of Senegal and Japan from there? I mean, it was just a very evenly matched game. Like, it was up and down. Like, they were kind of trading spells of possession and dominance in the game. Japan, their set-piece defending was surprisingly good, considering they're basically all, like, six inches shorter than everyone in Senegal. (laughs) Senegal, like, just, like, disjointed, kind of. Like, they just couldn't click in the final third, but... I mean, Japan. Japan could have scored a few more. I mean, Inoue hit the bar. Um, Yeah, that... Oh, my God, that shot was so nasty. Japan just, like... Japanja. Their defense is like a little bit sketchy. Their goalkeeper is very bad. Yeah, but, he seems bad. But um, they they keep everything together. Like if they always recover for each other a lot, I find like they don't get like pulled out and they don't really let up like huge chances. So they're pretty. You know, they've been really good. I mean, four points. They have they have the fate, their fate in their own hands. Um, Inui is just like dude. They can't producer Nate. Hats off. Like he is so. Legitimately good. He's a legitimately Legit good player. Good, yeah. 
He's just great. He's everywhere. He's he creates something every. He's just he's great. Yeah, goal and an assist and and a off the post. Like can't ask for more than that. I mean, he could have scored a brace the first game too. He's just yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's really good. He's, he's really good. Vibes. So I mean, Japan, Poland. Like I do think someone like Lewandowski could could do something against you know Japan's not that good center backs and bad goalie, but Japan should boss this game. Mm-hmm. They should absolutely boss this game. I would be stunned if they don't win the game. Yeah, so that's good for them. Yeah. Um, Inui is just by far the best fucking value pick in the game. Not even I remotely mean, close. He's the best captaincy option on the day with England and Belgium. I would captain Inui over any of them. He's so good. Yeah, maybe a Colombian guy, but yeah, Inui is incredible. <laughs> no, I, I, you might be right, though. Like I don't know. Senegal's defense is very solid. That's going to be a tough match. Man, yeah, I wish Senegal. I want three teams to come out of this group so badly. I yeah. love Japan, Senegal, and Colombia. I want them all to yeah. go through, but can't have that. But that's that's going to be a tough game, though. Senegal, Colombia. That's a tough one to pick. Yeah, so and Colombia need to need to win. Like Japan and Senegal are on four, and Colombia's on three. Yep. So, I mean, they could draw if somehow Japan actually loses, right? Yes, but you get their goal difference. But that's unlikely. Yeah, that's unlikely. Tough one. That's a tough one to call. But yeah, Japan. I mean, I don't want a Japan defender, but it's fucking what's his name? Kagawa is like he's like bad. He's he's like okay, but I'm just like, duh, What happened to when you were like on United and sick? Like now you're just kind of like falling a lot and like kind of can't pass anyone. Yeah, when Dortmund were were Klopp Dortmund, and he was like the best thing ever. Yeah, in those days, I don't know. I want uh, Honda, dude. Every time Honda comes off the bench, he's fucking incredible. Yeah, I like Honda a lot. Yeah. I don't I know. He, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, Japan's. Honda's eyes are fucking insanity. He's very scary looking. Yeah. Do not want to find him in a dark tunnel. In yeah. A, <laughs> or a dark alley, rather. Tunnel yeah. would be weird. The tunnel would be interesting. You just pass him on the, in like the Lincoln Tunnel. I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like walking. <laughs> um, Osako, I really like, but I don't, I don't know if I'm getting any of these guys in except just Inui. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Um, is that it, or what else are we doing? Um, Do you have any see. questions I mean, to run through? Benson on Slack. What do you think of the amount of players ruled out would make you consider wild card? I'm looking at five rested slash injured. Yeah, I think that's enough. That's enough, right? Yeah, I think so. So that's a good job for Benson. Barrick on Slack. Will producer Nate be on the, uh, the World Cup pod soon considering he's better than all of us? Great question. He maybe Nate we could is do a little Twitter poll. Like, beast. We could do a Twitter poll. Like, who do you want? Like, the three of us or just Nate? Or just Nate's solo <laughs> job. And Nate is solo seventh Nate. in the FMLPL league. He's 933rd in the world right now. He's up there. I think he knows a little bit about international footy and little prospects. Sh- we, let's get Nate on next pod when we're all on wildcard. For the knockouts, yeah. Let's not even tell him. Let's just yeah. Call I'll just him up. go over to his apartment, which is one block away, and just sneak a mic into his room. And call him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No. We. I think that's a hundred percent. Let's get Nate in for next. Bud. All right, Nate. If you're listening, you're in. Yeah. Uh, we'll in. we'll see on Slack. Can you give me a full chip plan, please? I don't want to have to plan myself. <laughs> oh god. Full service here at FMLF. Yeah. I mean, WC. I I like bench boosting when we bench boost. If all your guys are fit and all of them are nailed, and no one's nailed in round three, so don't bench boost this week. But 
This is by far the worst time you could bench boost. Yeah, bench boost, like, yes, round of 16 after a yeah, wild card. 100%. You, you got to pop it then because then yeah. it gets to the point where like you're going to not have 15 players. You might not even be able to afford 15 players. So yeah. what I remember happened is like you need to have a four or five dead fifth midfielder. Like You can't field a team. So yeah, it gets harder get and harder to field a team yeah. with the more favorites that win, yeah. Because yeah, like they don't have them on the team, but it'd be like we get five more million in the budget, I think. But they said they're like changing the prices and shit. So, I mean, five million is a lot more than zero million, but it doesn't go like as far as you'd think when every single player on these teams is like nine. Like all the fucking attackers in Germany are at least eight. So, um, you you really got to use it in the round of sixteen, I think. Yeah, so boost. that's when you use bench boost. I still like. I mean, a max cap might not be bad this week, but I like max cap in the late stages of the tournament. I think still. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the semis just because you only have two cho- two chances to to twist, yeah. and it's a tough job there. But and you have so many guys on the same team anyway. Yeah, the thing is, though, I mean, when you get to the semis, you have four legitimately very good teams. Like, unless if your defender scores and keeps a clean sheet, it's like how much are you really gaining? Like, you're not going to hit a double return on anyone on your team, probably, right? Like, that's unlikely. Why not? I don't know. It seems like the goal, like when are, the games aren't going to be like four three or four two, or like there's not a lot of goals there. You, what if you can just you know? max cap in the finals, and you just have mm-hmm. seven guys from one team and eight guys from another team, and it's like there might be a double return. Who the fuck knows who? Yeah, that could be a shout because then you only get. I mean, you basically instead of going with two out, you only have one chance. So the less chances you have to twist, the more optimis- optimized it would be to do the. Yeah, so it's just automatically you get the most points. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, I guess. Maybe good, that- well, the annoying thing that I feel like happens in, in like tournament fantasy is that like you you're forced to captain like the guy. You know? Like if like you in Champions League final it's like, okay, you're capping either Ronaldo or or uh, Salah. You know, there's no one else like yeah, there's other guys you might score, there's teams are full of good players, but there's no one else reasonably that you could cap because those are the two like hat trick potential guys, you know? Yeah, and then it's like Cruz gets the most points. Yeah, exactly. And it's like yeah. you ah, fuck, I thought Cruz was gonna do that, but you can't really reason capping them without just like it being a huge punt. So maybe it just yeah. finals max cap. It could be. And I mean if there is a clean sheet with a defender return, like that could be the highest scoring player in the game by far. By far, yeah. Yeah. So, but so then the other difference though is that the teams that you're playing, like all the teams in semifinals, are good. So opposition is is stiff. So right, so you're not going to get a cane hat trick. Yeah, probably two not. pens and a deflected. Yeah. Versus like right now, you still have all of these absolutely terrible teams in where you could you could hit something ridiculous. Yeah, I really but, don't hate a max cap this week if you're wild carding. If you're not wild carding, I would not. Do they let you do that? Can you? Is that technical? Like using don't two know. chips at once? I don't know the rules. Yeah. Okay. We we don't know the rules. Yeah, the like game, we so. should maybe not have a pod because we don't know the rules. <laughs> but we have one. So here we are. Yeah, if you're wildcarding, yeah, I like that. Because like then that, it's right? like. Because you're just piling yeah. on all of the teams that we basically just talked about who have something to play for and are good and have good fixtures. And someone's going to double return on, on those teams. Yeah, and then especially it looks like then you don't get punished for having, like, if you don't have a captain like Messi or if you don't have a guy on that day. Like, if you have two Spain attackers, that's not a problem. Or if you have, like, a Spain and Portugal, like, it just genuinely doesn't matter when they play or who they play for. You don't need a cap on the Messi day because it sucks and you don't really want one anyway. 
And then it also really, really lets you double on an attack. Yeah, or triple, honestly. Yeah, because then, like, if they're going to put in five or six, like, you know that you're going to hit the double returner of. Yeah, you're not not going to get Mertensed. Yeah, like, if you really like Spain Morocco, like, you get Silva and and Costa, and you're just like, well, if one of them does it, like, yeah, if Spain go off, then you're going to get points. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Mm, that. Interesting thing. Because uh, even in sixteen, it's just like the teams are all better. Like all, there's no like maybe there's one easy game, but the easy games in sixteen are still like teams that are good buses. Like yeah, they're Denmark. gonna be a bus and make it a slog. Yeah, like a Denmark or whoever, and it's not gonna be like you know good. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, let's just do our our transfer, I guess. So are we just gonna wait until lineup? I guess. And then talk. Definitely, yeah, we're definitely doing that. But we should definitely have some contingency. I mean, Varela is the number one guy because I mean, it seems if, like he'll be dropped. Yeah, and if we're if we know he's a hundred percent dropped versus someone like Meza or like Hazard. Hazard, who are like might get dropped. Like, I don't think that picking. So then the difference is, what do we outweigh? It's like okay, we could get in like I think a Kanji. Or whatever his name is on yeah, Switzerland. I think Swiss, yeah, I think that's the best four or five clean sheet chat we can go. Like, do you think that that's better than getting any striker in the game for Hazard, like Costa or whoever? Because hmm. like we know Varel is not playing. Hazard still could play. We don't know. I yeah, mean, and, or sub on also. Yeah, or sub on. I mean, he's a horse. Um, yeah, but, I think I think I would go the defender there, just guaranteeing yeah, plus two points. With upside of plus six points from Akanji if he gets a clean. Yeah. Versus Hazard is just, we're just really relying on like press conferences, which are jokes and completely meaningless, and rumors, which are jokes and completely meaningless. Yeah. Because with our team, though, I mean, other than the players who have like, like Cueva and Ziach who have zero points, but we expect them to play, the only teams that we, the only good players we have on teams that are through, we have Suarez, who it sounds like might play. We'll know anyway. We have Hazard, and then we have like Moreno. That's it. Yeah, but Mexico's not even done. The job's not done yet for Mexico. Yeah, so they're crazy. probably gonna have to play. But dude, Mexico, I can't believe yeah, the thing also is like we just went over group by group. Like if Germany ends up miraculously topping that group, then Hazard's fucking starting. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You know, and they're gonna go for the win. So it's like that's fair. I'd rather I'd rather go with the guaranteed guy out if if that's an option. Okay. So I mean I think that's, that's probably probably gonna be our move, yeah. Yeah. And then if Varela is in the team, then I probably think Hazard's the transfer. Yeah, I think out. Hazard, yeah. I agree. And then what do you would you wanna go Costa or Royce? Um That's really tough. We have Brazil and Germany play on the same day for captaincy. So we have Phil that day if we get Royce. And what about the Spain day? Well, that's Suarez, but I mean, I don't... So that's Costa. Yeah, that's easily Costa. So uh, is that enough to swing Costa? It might be. Getting an extra cap is pretty massive. It's just Suarez is just so sketch. Like they've just been not a good so, captaincy. They've been so bad attacking wise. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that said, the first game he should have probably had a hat trick. Yeah, and I mean Russia. They, I still have faith in Suarez, but yeah, I do too. But it's not. 
it's not nearly as good as capping Dogface against Probably Morocco. Not. Probably not. All right, so that's basically what we're looking at, I guess. And then yeah, we'll talk about it, I guess, in the morning when lineups come out and stuff, but that's what we're looking at. Okay. Wow, so yeah, out I mean, of nowhere, we just did an hour-long pod. I didn't expect that. Yeah, me neither, but it's exciting to talk about. There's so many games. It's just Dude, like, it's so, just the, it's, the World Cup. Can we just shout out the fucking World Cup? I can't wait for it to be in Qatar in the winter. Holy shit, how is that happening? That just can't happen. Football's coming home in more than one way. If England won the World Cup, dude, it would just be the best thing of life. I would it love really that so would much. be. I would love it so much. I would I just, love it. I mean, Slack would be the best thing ever. Everyone would be so happy. No one's ever happy in Slack. Everyone's just like cursing and shit all the time. Yeah, everyone so would happy. be wearing like the England flag like emoji over their name, you know? Yeah, it'd be great. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. Um, let um, me slap the ass of one Dermot McGuckin. Eggy what about bread? eggy bread? Oh, eggy bread, yes. Jesus. Love eggy bread. Love that name. It makes me fucking salivate with that name. That's that food that British people eat. I don't even know. It's just oh, like a piece it? of... I didn't know it was a food item. I thought it was just like bread with eggs on it. It's one of two things. I I don't know what it's... When they, they cut a hole, they cut oh, the it's circle... it's French toast. It's French toast. No, it's not. I just Googled it. Eggy bread is French toast. That's a ridiculous name for French toast. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, what's the thing when you cut the circle in the in the uh, in the toast and the bread, and then you plop the egg in, and you just like make an over over easy egg? So that it, there's there's a lot of names for that. I think some people call it like egg in a basket or something like that. Egg in a or egg in a egg in a basket. Egg but in a hole. what my dad has always called it is a hobo egg. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think it's PC or anyone else in the world calls it that, but it will forever be that name in my head. Oh, so that's that's our uh, that's our breakfast foods covered for the pod. And well, one final ass slap of uh, Tanner Wilcox. Welcome to the pod, but welcome to the Patreon. <laughs> Oh man! Any any last words before I get out of here? No, I mean we'll be back on Friday or Thursday. What are we doing? We're back on Thursday. Friday's a day off. So Thursday night, actual more than like three hours to listen to the pod. That yeah, mo- yeah, wow, a lot of time to listen to the pod. Awesome Friday commutes. Yeah, check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlpl and choose.